Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Socially Distant, where if we drop the ball, we promise to work our hardest to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I'm pretty sure that's the second time I've made a pick it up, pick it up, pick it up joke in the intro, but who's counting? <laughs> I'm certainly not. That said, I am your host, Alex Weber, and once again, I am joined by my friend, my co-host. He's coming at us live from a dick Sporting Good tent in the Arctic Circle. Give it up for... Hi, I'm Richie. I'm a little big boy. I gained a little bit of weight in quarantine. All right. Thank you for that strong, strong introduction. I've actually done surprise. I got to go back to the gym. Surprisingly quite the opposite. I, I've lost weight in quarantine. Which I, I don't fucking know how. I, dude. I don't know, like, dude, because all I do is sit around and do shit. So I, I don't know what it is, but I, uh, I'm, I'm checking them off. But, uh, uh. And your last name? Uh. Oh, God. It's a joke as old as the tale of time itself. Richie, man, how you doing? It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm doing good, you know, still on that work-from-home grind. Don't have any news on when I'll be returning. Nice, nice. Hopefully soon. Um, but, yeah, just kind of cranking stuff out. Uh, we have a single ready. Yeah, yeah, I was going to talk the about album. I was going to talk about that. that so. you mastered. Yeah, so let me just real quick, I guess I'll just give a quick uh, I guess life update. Oh, yeah. Um, so pretty much the same-ish, same, same -ish, uh, still furloughed and fun furloughed and funky as I'm trying to, trying to live it. Um, as of right now, my expected return date is June 15th, which is good because it's coming up. Mm -hmm. um, really hope that that stays true. I got to check in with the right channels and make sure that everything is everything's set to go with that, but... Mm -hmm. One thing that I'm definitely looking forward to with that is that my company's giving us the option to work from home, I think, until at least, like, September, middle of September, the last, I, oh, was, no, that's last awesome. I was informed of it. So they're not really requiring anyone to come into the office, which I'm glad because we were kind of, like, on top of each other mm -hmm. when I – my experience in the office. And, first of all, I think they're going to have to rearrange the whole place. Um, yep. But if I could do it from home, that's cool. I also don't have to worry about, you know, taking the commuter rail in, both in terms of, you know, the sanitary issues behind that, but also, you know, that money adds up. So mm -hmm. we're doing good, hanging out with that. So that's coming back soon. Just uh, just brought my car back to Connecticut for a, uh, a week's worth of insane repairs, as you know. God damn um, it. Again? Well, yeah, so... This was this is what I was talking about, um, kind of the past week, and I sent you pictures of this and kept you updated on it. Um, yep. I noticed that my air conditioning was kind of like not where it used to be. Um, kind of last time I was in Connecticut, which is a shame because my air conditioning in my car used to be like primo. Um, mm -hmm. My mom was like, "Well, you know, maybe like set in the time to you know come back one weekend while you're still out of work, drop your car off at the mechanic that I go to in town, and just have him look at it." So. They're like, yeah, you need some some stuff replaced in the AC to get it to work. Also, um, your cylinder head gaskets on your car, which is in like the engine, they're like those are totally fucked up and they're burning oil. So we needed to fix that, and that's mm -hmm. gonna be uh, a lot of money. But thankfully, I had a a warranty for repairs that I got when I got the car, and that covered a lot of it because it was AC, cylinder head gaskets, and then my entire timing kit. Um. Which would have been like twenty eight hundred bucks, but God damn, got it down to like nine seventy nine, 
which is still a lot, but if I had to pay the full 28, I'd be like beyond screwed right now. So I'm thankful for that. Um, mm-hmm. But I just brought it back up to Boston, and now I'm having some other issues where uh, two of my lights on my dashboard stay on. I'm not sure if it's just like a belt that slipped or like an alternator problem. So got to find a mechanic up here. Mm-hmm. But so that's sort of like what I've been up to just in my normal attempt at normalcy. Um, but also kind of what you were saying at is we, uh, we're, we're working on this album for you and we have, the yeah. fr- we have the single, the one and only single, I believe. Yeah. I'm only going to drop one single. The one and the only, album. the one, e- one and only single home yep. is home. Uh, yeah. It's all mastered. The song is finished. It sounds, yes. if I may toot my own horn, it sounds really, really good. It does. Um, yeah. For, for a one take, one channel recording yeah that's one thing i was like i was made explaining it sound awesome i was explaining sort of what this project is to my parents and I was trying to explain like yeah so like richie recorded this on his external audio recorder and it's not like it's multi-tracked where the guitar and the vocals are separate like this is one mm-hmm. this is a one track recording yeah and the fact that i can bring that into adobe audition and mm-hmm do enough stuff with it where I can add dimension to a one track recording and make mm-hmm. th- certain things sound like separated. That's super cool for me. Cause I'm just teaching myself yeah. this as I go, mm-hmm. but also just the fact that you can get so much out of such a simple recording. Um, yeah. Is I'm just glad sick. my microphone is like a, a good microphone now that actually like records very clear and isn't like a rock band USB microphone that I had yeah. originally. And, dude, every time I work on one of these, like, one of the songs, I'm thinking, I'm like, how cool would it be one day to, like, try to, like, multi-track Richie so we have oh, vocals, and, vocals and guitar separately? Because, like, mm-hmm. you think this sounds cool. Like, I think that would be, like, the sky's the limit. Um, oh, hell yeah. So maybe someday. I told you about this. There's a place near me that has – it's, like, a park that has, like, a band shell. So sort of like a little um, amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And it would be so cool to, like – first of all if you just played there and like we recorded you doing that and like did a video that'd be sick or if we could somehow set up like a a way that we can record your vocals and guitar separately and just record out there that would be super sick um so you know maybe maybe some future projects once uh once we can get around to them definitely and then we also have to film herb lorraine we do part two and the and the uh the video accompany uh video companion for this old suitcase i think that should be uh, you know numero uno is the oh, yeah. video companion um yeah but yes yeah, so... i want like city wizard to be a part of it and shit yeah and i want to do really stupid man on the street interviews <laughs> as myself in a full suit yeah so back to home though yeah what's cool with this is that not only is it like the first and only single on the album but it's also being released on seven inch vinyl yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm going to be saving up some money and getting it cut. I don't know when that'll happen yet because I'm going to be starting to like put stuff on my Depop and trying to make some yeah, extra money yeah. here and there. It's like a long-term a long Yeah, term it's thing. and it's a long and it's a long process to make them anyway. Yeah, so, for sure. um but yeah, it's going to be a a 7-inch single uh, lathe cut. So, yeah, they'll be available to purchase for me, have them at shows and gigs and stuff like that, which will be pretty fun um and yeah that'll be i think it'll just be a really fun thing to have um just made yeah for sure and especially because again not only did i work on like the audio for that but i also did the the center label for it 
which yes you did which came I'm, out awesome i'm super proud of um mm-hmm. i told you this a couple of days ago like it started out the idea had kind of more of an intricate design in the background but mm-hmm. i thought you know how do we get this to be minimal and just have enough like color and something else that just it feels right but it's not like too busy um and so that's what i wanted to try to do with that and i i personally can't freaking wait to like actually hold the record and see that label like printed i think that's going to be super cool um oh yeah it's good I'm, I'm super excited for it to finally be cut and ready to go and i told you that would be the only record that i would ever consider framing <laughs> oh dude oh yeah not any of your current records that you own no because like if i you know if i own records i i own them to listen to them yep um and just that i don't like see them as a decoration piece like especially with like the colored vinyl that i own like that's kind of you know it makes it a little bit more tempting You're like yo this would look great on a wall but i'm like it also looks really cool spinning around on the turb table and i get to listen to it so that makes yep. me sound like the biggest fucking hipster known to man but like i'm starting to kind of embrace it but with, yep, but i with, agree but with this i would frame it just because it's like yo i like worked on like making this happen like that's super cool yeah um, i i only have one record framed up on my wall and it's uh uh graceland by cool. paul simon just because it's not something that I'll, I'll be like pulling down to listen to on vinyl all the time so yeah. i was like i i own the 40th anniversary edition of it i'm gonna display it and just keep it nice and fresh and clean and what's great is that it came with an awesome poster so i have a big poster above my bed of oh nice graceland which is awesome yeah. so so speaking of music um mm-hmm. music sucks yeah music sucks uh shout out to cody okonski of millington yeah pioneering shout music. out to cody for uh doing that really nice uh tweet about me yeah this this really kind of fits with with the topic we're about to get into so let's just yeah. we'll, we'll start out with shouts for cody and millington um yeah that was super cool that they he did that tweet about the merch you sent him also super cool is that i ordered a pin from then i ordered a milling pin from milling pin mm-hmm. Yep. And I had ordered it right before I went back to Connecticut. It got shipped to my apartment on May 26th. I just got it this past Saturday because I've been <laughs> gone. Um, so the day before, Cody hits me up. He's like, hey, did you ever get that pin in that album that I sent you? And I'm like, album? I just ordered a pin. What is this talk of an album? He goes, oops, mm-hmm. sorry. So I get the package on Saturday when I get back. And he included a CD of their EP, their self-titled EP. And mm-hmm. in the note, he wrote, like, P.S., I think I remember you saying you love dead technology, so I figured I'd throw in a CD. <laughs> What's um, funny is that, would you consider CDs a dead technology now? I don't think I would call them a dead technology. I mean... It's a dying technology. It's a dying, it's a waning technology. Um, like, like most computers and most laptops that are being made now don't have disk drives. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, the, the MacBook Pro that I just recently got doesn't have one. The one that I'm using right now, the 2011, does have one, but it broke. So I just, yeah. So I just ripped it out. So I really don't have a CD player, but my car still does. So, you know, I just like to keep some CDs in my car and every once in a while, you know, it's like, I don't need to like hook the phone up to the Bluetooth. I'll just pop in the CD and kind of like cruise around. So that's mm-hmm. fun. But, um, so speaking of music and speaking of Cody and speaking of Millington and speaking of ska, we're, um, we, we talked about this. We're sort of going to f- go into like phase two of socially distant where mm-hmm. we're going to be recording stuff, um, 
I guess on a pretty normal schedule, it doesn't have to be super tight, but whenever we, you know, if we're running on the momentum or whenever we want to record, we're recording, then we're just going to hang on to them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when it's, when we, when we put them out, we put them out, you know, I, I don't know when it's going to be, but you know, we're, we're just going to be recording stuff. And with that, just so we can keep everything sort of, you know, tighten up and together, we're going to do some, like, themed episodes where we're just going to focus on, like, yeah. one, one theme. And today, we're going to talk about ska, ska music, ska punk, brass emo, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and real quick, Richie, I was thinking about this before with this whole theme thing. But another really cool one I think we could do, you know, maybe tomorrow or whenever is we could do one about film and photography. Because Ooh, film we, what was that? I'm fil- sorry. Film and photography. Oh hell yeah. Because we had a we had a, like a great conversation the other day when we were on FaceTime with Gabby just yep. about that whole thing. And I think that would be really cool where we could just let the you know, let the shit record and just go off. Um, yeah. I'd love to do a themed episode where I talk about like uh Disney parks and shit and mm. like fun things to do in them and everything just cuz that's like part of my wheelhouse yeah it would be it's it's cool that we could probably like both take a couple episodes to like find stuff that we're super interested in and then mm-hmm. bring that to the recording and you maybe know. one episode we'll write a song who knows an episode you know you never know um, yeah maybe one day we'll talk about lord of the rings you never know you never know oh yeah <laughs> you never know so yeah so let's let's get into ska richie let's just let's just yeah. open it up what do you what do you know about ska music so I know ska um, kind of made its made its it appeared kind of before reggae. I know that, um, and then uh, it kind of died out when reggae kind of hit the scene, or, or should I say, mainstream yeah. popular reggae made the scene. It wasn't until about the '90s, late '80s, '90s that ska really made a comeback into society. But ska, I I see ska as a a faster reggae basically you're still on the off beats of a reggae but it's sped up and it's just a lot more chaotic than a slow beat reggae i'd say like if you're looking at like bob marley if you're thinking about reggae yeah um when he was with the whalers and he did uh simmer down that's more ska whereas like the stuff of like punky reggae party and that's more of that dub reggae yeah so mm-hmm. i'm just i have a quick some notes on this and you you mm-hmm. pretty much hit it right on the head so yeah scott um is kind of like late 50s jamaica um like you said precursor to reggae and rocksteady um so you know you think about scott and you think about like more like current scott bands but then it's like there's such a you know there's decades of musical yep. history behind it and what's interesting with that is kind of you mentioned is that there's different like waves of ska um yep or different like sections but specifically with ska i know it's it's broken up into waves so like the first one is like the original you know late 50s 60s jamaican scene around mm-hmm. the 70s you got kind of like a revival in britain which is yep. called like the the two-tone music um yep i'm seeing fused jamaican ska rhythms and melodies with the faster tempos and harder edge of punk rock Mm-hmm. So, you know, ska punk as we know it kind of came in during the second wave, um, largely in part to, you know, the UK ska scene in the 70s. And then yep. third wave 
which is what I'm most familiar with, and most people. Same, I'm most familiar with the third wave as well. You know, when most people think Scott, they're they're kind of thinking third wave Scott right now, and that's stuff from you know '80s, '90s, mm-hmm. and currently, and definitely has a lot more of that like punk rock, pop punk edge to it. Um, yeah. In addition to the normal, just like Scott attributes, which they're they're kind of hard to just describe, but like when you hear it, you know it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, yep. So a lot of upbeats, offbeats, you know, horns, there's great rhythms. And so, yeah, so we're probably going to talk most maybe about, you know, third wave ska, because that's, that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And it's my understanding that you're sort of maybe a little bit new, new to the genre. Yep. So, um I, I definitely have some some years behind me of, of being into it, so we're gonna we're just gonna talk about it. Um, oh hell yeah! So what are what are some um, obviously Millington, which yep. is you know maybe some the, other like ska bands that I yeah. Know? So like what are some other bands that like you're kind of familiar with that you know are like super ska bands or like bands that maybe have a little bit of influence in there that oh yeah it's kind of like subtle but you're like oh I know where that's coming from. Real big fish. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. I know them. They do. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, do they do the impression that I get? No. No, that's a uh, mighty mighty boss tones. That's right. I know that band as well. The mighty mighty boss tones. Um, real big fish. I have some. I had some. I pulled up that I was uh, remembering that I was doing. Let me pull that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, up. Yeah. They're on my Richie's Working From Home playlist. Ooh, we love a playlist plug. Titled, Richie's Working From Home. Taking care of business, baby. So, yep, I know Real Big Fish and um, the Mighty Mighty uh, Boss Tones. Nice. Um, Let's see. I also put another one on there. Um, uh, Goldfinger. Okay, yeah, Goldfinger. Yep, I know Goldfinger. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that's, and, and Sublime, of course, uh, yeah. I mean, S- Sublime, I wouldn't really just consider them ska, but th- a lot of their songs do fall into, like, that ska yeah. category. And one thing that I, I wanted to mention about Goldfinger is, um, one of the members of Goldfinger, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, it's, it's something that I want to bring up every time we mm-hmm. talk to Cody, have Cody on the show, because I want to, I want to dig more into it, because I've just heard stuff, not really, like, really talked about it with him. But mm-hmm. so one of the members of Goldfinger is named John Feldman, and he's also you know a producer. He produces like rock and punk music. Um, yep. He's been the producer on like the most recent you know Blink One Eighty Two records. Oh so, okay. You know, a lot of people aren't really vibing with those, but you know that's not the point. The point is that he's worked on them. Cody actually like interned with John Feldman, um, mm-hmm. w- while he was working on the Blink One Eighty Two album California. So like he interned with him while he was working with Blink. Mm-hmm. So, that's super cool, um, and I I want to pick Cody's brain on that because you know he learned some super cool shit doing. Oh that. yeah, again, definitely. Like Goldfinger has a uh, Superman, which is a great a great. Yep, little that's s- the one that I have on the playlist. Great little Scott is Superman. Um, yep, and then from Real Big Fish, I have um, Sellout. Okay, on the playlist, so probably like just the most popular bare bones tracks you yeah, know what i mean they, just they yeah. have a lot of they have a lot real big fish has a lot of songs that are like certified like third wave scott classics um yep 
when it's like think of like the most popular like real big fish songs i can't think of like ones i just think of like a group of them because they have yeah. so many that have because they've been going for a long time um and i could i could share my experience with them a little bit later but yeah so like you hit it right on the head with um the boss tones which are super super big real big the boss tones did that's the impression that i get i think so yeah it's that very um but also like early no doubt they're a ska band um gwen stefani um i mean you can even hear that in like spider webs yeah it's that very and it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Some other bands that I I just know that I really like are the Toasters. The Toasters are really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, less than Jake. Could less not, than Jake. Could not recommend Less than Jake. They are they have some great music and they're they're super super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got. Suburban Legends. They're pretty good. I think they broke up kind of recently, but they're pretty tight. Save Ferris is really good. Um, Man, what else? There's... I do know a band from, or like that, that sort of that um, British uh, ska yeah. thing was a uh, Simmerip. I'm not sure I'm familiar with them. Um, they did an amazing song called Skinhead Moonstomp. Okay. Which is a great ska song. And also, um, The Selector is another band I know. Okay. I think I know they this. Do, I, I know you the might selector. have heard their song on the radio. On oh, my radio. Yeah, yeah. Someone who loved me turned my radio on. Yeah, that kind of. It's it's like a British '90s or British '60s or '80s. I think it's '80s. Yeah, that sounds, sounds more, like it's probably '70s yeah. '80s if that's where yep. it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool, and a lot of these are you know ska punk. You know they they incorporate you know pop punk with you know the ska music, and uh-huh. I I have a pretty interesting sort of like backstory with ska. I could I could definitely get in with it if you want to. Uh, you wanted to yes, start definitely. at the beginning. Yeah. So. I never, I never knew about that kind of music um, for quite a while. Back when I was in like middle school, I was super into like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s rock kind of. Yep, classic rock. Classic rock, hair metal. Pink Floyd. Yeah, shit like that. Um, definitely had an awareness of reggae. Like, how could you not? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's not like that's a genre that's hidden from people. You know, reggae, you can hear it everywhere. So I knew what reggae is. I never knew what ska was. In high school, I had a bunch of friends who were the year ahead of me, um, mm-hmm. because technically I'm the same age as them, but my mom put me into kindergarten a year later than them, just to kind of like, you know, do it a year after, make sure that I was all good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of friends that were in that age group, but the year ahead of me, and a decent amount of them in high school started a ska punk band. Ooh, and they were what called, the fuck is up, Denny's? They were called Smoke Bomb Mondays. Hell yeah, Denny's. And they were they were a decent group. They had like a legit like horn like horn section, you know, mm-hmm. trombone, sax, um, trumpet, and then guitars, bass, vocals, drums. But it, so it was like legit a legit group. And the people who were playing in this group. It's one of those things that's crazy where it's like you think of think of like a band that you really like where it's like every single member it's like they are meant to be in that band sort of maybe like the Beatles or Led Zeppelin where you're like yeah each person brings their own thing and together it just like it clicks that's what it was like with Smoke Bomb Mondays like 
everyone was super talented. Everyone was super into it. And so they became like a, a big thing in like Newtown was this band. And, you know, Newtown has its fair share of like local bands and like stuff that like we all like get together and just like dick around and like play a show or two. But like these guys were taking it like serious. Like they're playing shows, battle of the bands, trying to like get their name out there. Oh, that's um, awesome. So that was sort of like my introduction to it. Um, and it was just because, you know, I knew people who were playing this kind of music and I wanted to get into it. And I instantly got like super into Real Big Fish and Streetlight Manifesto. Um, Streetlight's a really great band that you should check out. Um, whereas like Real Big Fish kind of has more of like a comedic fun tone to it. Mm-hmm. Streetlight's got more of like a serious edge to it, but it's still it's still Scott Punk and it still rips. So I would definitely check out Streetlight. Um, oh, perfect. And both Real Big Fish and Streetlight were definitely an inspiration for this band. But so, because I was friends with all these people, I just became, like, their number one fan because, you know, I've known a lot of their members and their music was awesome. And, and you had sex with all of them. That, we'll keep that off the record, but yeah. As a groupie um, <laughs> should. And I'm joking. That's mean. And I learned about this dance called skanking, which you do to ska, which is just like a little two-step jog kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. dude, any any energy that I had in my body whenever I was listening to my friend's band or, like, anywhere else, I'd put it into that. And I'd go absolute ape shit. Um, That's awesome. So it was, like, you'd go, you would see Smoke Bomb playing at, like, a like a teen center show or a battle of the bands at my high school. And the entire time, you'd just see me up front just, like, losing my mind, just, like, moving the <laughs> whole time and, like, getting into, like, circle pits and everything. Like, it's it, it was fun. Um, and so they... they are no longer really a functioning band anymore, but for a while they were doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they played this big show in New Haven, Connecticut during like a weekend festival. They had like a big, like legit stage out on the green. And so mm-hmm. me and some friends went and we were checking them out while they were on this like massive stage, which was fun. But so with that, I got into, um, you know, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, um, Streetlight Manifesto. And I saw Real Big Fish with Streetlight it was in like 2012, I think. Um, oh, that's awesome! And so it was like first like real ska show, and I just had the freaking time of my life. Like, mm. just went absolute ape shit. And I've seen Real Big Fish a lot more, and I've seen Less Than Jake a bunch. But it's been from the perspective of like, I've been there to photograph their shows, not necessarily going as like just like a civilian. Because um, mm-hmm. when I started to get into like being, oh, I want to take pictures at concerts and be in like the photo pit and do like you know legit work i reached out to a bunch of bands and like real big fish was the only band that got back to me <laughs> really so like my my respect for them and respect for you know the ska community runs deep um but even just being at shows photographing you know you feel the energy because it's such like high octane shit going and everyone just moving around and having a good time so i think you would really 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 like you know ska shows and that sort of crowd that's awesome that's really cool to hear that that's kind of like my my dealings especially in the crowds of dark star orchestra shows and like dead bands it's it's a community and it's it's a tribe really it's a it's a tribe of people that all love the same thing and they love each other yeah really because everyone everyone's there like you're connected by this one experience of watching this band, listening to the same music yep. that like, sure, even though everyone listening to it's going to have a different interpretation of it and a different connection mm-hmm. of it. At the end yep. of the day, it's still the same song 
and like you're all moving around to that same song and the same rhythm so like no matter what yep. no matter what it means to you or whatever your take is on it like you're still experiencing the same thing and when mm-hmm. the music's like super you know upbeat and kind of has this positive punch to it like a lot of ska does like it's impossible not to have like the absolute time of your life while listening to yep. it Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's this, really cool. This uh, that spot of dead air is brought to you in part by Millington. Beatdown Generation is available on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, and all the music platforms streaming now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely excited for shows to return. Whenever that may be, um, mm-hmm. who knows anymore? I'm seeing a lot 2021 kind of deal, but I yep. can't I can't wait for shows to come back um so millington can get on get on some dates yeah and we mm-hmm. can go and i love how much ska has evolved yeah seriously um, it, it's not it's not just do you know what i mean it's not just that it's now it's you have punk elements coming into it especially with millington i, I like that they they combine both the ska and emo and to what they call brass emo yeah and that's definitely interesting really cool. because you know, pairing ska and punk makes sense. Yeah. What they're doing is they're pairing ska and punk in a way that you know we're familiar with, but also really yeah. again bringing in these sort of like deeper, darker elements of emo music, like the yeah. themes and the lyrics, and then just some of like the sounds. And you know, maybe there is other bands out there that are doing stuff similar, but I don't know of them. So like, Millington really is kind of like the only band that I know that's tweaking the sounds that much into that category which i think is super cool and that Mm -hmm. doesn't and the best thing is is that doesn't discredit you know first wave or second wave ska you know exactly it's it's all it's all the same base you know genre base same principles but it's just evolved differently and Mm -hmm. the fact that you can appreciate such a wide variety of tunes over yep. so many different decades and so many different waves and it still kind of has the same connection of like yeah this is ska like that's super cool um mm-hmm. and i i think the ska community definitely knows that and they're just the ska community is fucking cool like let's just let's just end it at that <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like and what i like about ska too is i feel like i see like a lot of punk a lot of like that emo bands and I wouldn't want to get caught in the pit of one of those bands, but yeah. I definitely want to get caught in the pit of a ska band. Yeah. You know what I mean? You it know, just, it, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know yeah. what you mean. And like, I could definitely speak to this because like, I've been in some crazy, some crazy, crazy pits in mm-hmm. my day. Um, I haven't because I'm not a, I'm not a, a pit fan, but yeah. And my, uh, I mean, I even, I even spit out all the cherries and I take out the avocado. Get a load of this guy. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, he he pops the cherries out. Yeah, all the time, man, all the fucking time. But yeah, in my uh, my pop punk kid days and my metal, my metal times, you know, I've been in some pretty crazy shit, and mm-hmm. it's definitely a different experience because, like, with those shows, you know, it's still the same principle of like where everyone's putting energy into something. Yeah. With the more like pop punk metal stuff, it's you really got to pull your weight if you're going into like. Mm-hmm. Match, you got to match like a certain echelon certain level of energy and i've definitely you know i i've taken some hits i've I've destroyed a pair of glasses in a pit but even then like everyone's super cool 
Like, you could be at the hardest show fucking ever, and if you're in a circle pit, if you fall down, like, people are going to pick you up. And, yep. like, when I busted my glasses open, people saw me, like, with my phone looking for it, and, like, everyone just, like, stopped what they were doing and, like, focused their attention on, let's get this kid's glasses. Like, let's let's do, see if we can find them. So, you know, the basic principle of, like, community and, like, being there for each other is definitely there across the genre. But mm-hmm. in terms of, like, pit just as like a concept of being in the pit being in a ska pit is just like you just you don't got to worry about anything because everyone's just like having a good time you know that's awesome that's with, so good to hear with like metal shows and stuff you get people who are called crowd killers and they're just dicks who go in and try to like slam into people or knock people down just to be assholes yeah um, and it's a it's a super big issue with you know metal shows and stuff like that because people are just you know lug nuts but I've never really experienced that with any kind of like ska shows because everyone's just, you know, vibing. So I think mm-hmm. you'd really like it. And it's just fun because like you get to just go with the music and everyone else there loves it. Um, and especially with Millington, because we have so many so many homies on Twitter now that we're all cool with. Yeah. That when we go to that show, we won't be. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not like we're like, oh, let's just go check this band out. It's like, okay, we know the band. We know Cody, but also, like... We know the music. We know people who go into it, like um, Jordan, Cody's girlfriend. Yeah. And then, um, I, you've probably seen it, Sarah. Yep, Sarah. Um, so, like, those two people that, like, I am I only know because of Millington. And, like, mm-hmm. you see me tweet about it all the time. I'm like, yo, first time we're at a Millington show together, like, it's over. Like, it's, that's it. Um so definitely a fun and i i always say this i'm like yo millington brings the people together and like it does um, but that could be the same for like scott just as a whole millington is what we need right now millington is what we it's always what need. the world needs now it's what we it's always millington. need <laughs> this uh, it works oh oh yep it works because cody was just teasing about writing new music <laughs> oh yeah so. that's right but yeah, Which man, I'm so excited if, for. If there's anything else ska related that you'd like to talk about, we can get into it. Or what? Uh, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, because it's um, such it's it's so it's both new and not new to me. Yeah, and I again I I wish I could have done some more like background digging, make it more of like an educational um lead up, but I unfortunately didn't have the time. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of share my experience with it and generate some hype for future shows and future Millington shows and any other future ska shows. Um, but so if that's sort of where we want to sort of where we want to count off, you know, we could start to wind this wind this jukebox down. Um, oh, yeah, we, we can we can kind of we can unplug the arcade machine if you want. Yeah, we, can, we could. We, we get, could. Uh, we can get the. We could. We can get the Frogger machine and try to move it across the street, like that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, we could. Uh, we could. We could put the plugs in the proverbial mini golf holes of this podcast. Oh yeah. So that no one can play anymore. We can lock up the putters. <laughs> and the balls. Yo, I want to go mini golfing so bad. Dude, let's go mini golfing. Yo. You you watch your words, man. I get intense when I play mini golf. Dude, same. I go fucking hardcore. Like I might I might call you some shit that you're not gonna like. 
Damn. I mean, it's not like you haven't. So yeah, true. But like, I remember one. I've, I, I've seen. I I I've I've been at the brunt of your. I remember. Um, one, especially one time, your tired name calling. One time I was, I was playing mini golf with someone, and like, they got something in a stroke, like one under mine, and I'm just. Yeah. Like, I'm like. Oh, you fucking idiot! And they were like, "I was like, you dumb motherfucker!" And they were like, "Excuse me." I'm like, "I'm sorry. I just get really into this." I'm like, "That wasn't directed at you. That was just, that was just what's what's popping off inside this cerebral cortex right now." So, goddamn, I, I get into mini golf, but the challenge is on, my friend. Let's let's do it someday. Yeah, I I've got to remember if there's any good courses around here. Yeah. I wonder if that place is still open. We used to have a place in New Bedford called Ocean's 18, Ooh. and it was like a blacklight, and it was all like nautical-themed. That's sick. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, let's let's plan on going mini-golfing someday. I'd be super down for that. Nice, uh, yeah. we'll, nice. we'll blast some ska on the way to do some mini-golf. Right, man? Absolutely. Um, mini-scolf. Mini-scolf, yeah. So, if uh, if that's where we want to... That's where we want to turn down for what... I think we could turn down for what? I think we could turn Oh down yeah, for that. definitely. So um hope y'all enjoyed this little discussion about ska, little you know, little little backstory. We're uh we're getting back into sort of standard operational procedures. Um mm-hmm. but again we're gonna be doing some things a little bit differently. So we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it going and see what happens. Um as we know, there's still a global pandemic going on, so you gotta you gotta love it. And with that, you gotta you got to stay cool. You got to stay calm. And as always, you got to stay. You did it wrong. You you say socially. socially and then I say burn. Oh, yeah, we're trying something new. All right. Which, you know what? Fuck this phase two. No, say it right. Let's run it again. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, as always, you know, you got to stay calm. You gotta stay cool, and as always, you gotta stay socially. I'm a foghorn, bitch.